Each episode, we interview someone from our school community. This week, we interviewed Miss Gregory about how it was when the school first started. Miss Gregory, thank you for letting us interview you today. You're welcome. It's nice to be here. Where did you go to school and what was it like for you? Well, I went to primary school at Brighton Primary and so did my father and my grandfather and my great-grandfather and my daughter. So we're the only family that have had five generations of Gregory's at Brighton Primary. After Brighton, I went to Woodlands, which was a girls' school down at Glenelg, um, which is no longer there. It's now combined with another school and it's called St Peter's Woodlands. And I did my five years of senior school there. What was childhood like for you and do you think it's different than what it's like for you kids now? Yeah, look, my childhood, and I, I guess every child would say this, or most children would say this, that their childhood was, was um, fairly perfect. I grew up in the 60s and uh, my childhood consisted of lots of play times with my older brother and sister and my mum and dad both worked. Uh, we would go to school and uh, come back and we'd go to the beach and my mum would just, uh, after she came home from work, say, so long as you're back by, by night time, that's fine. So we'd go down the beach and swim in the summer and uh, visit our friends and um, light fires down the back and build bicycle ramps and we had a big almond orchard in our back garden so we used to, to play in the, in the forest down there. We had a great childhood and I think it's extremely different to what um, kids have today. I've got three little grandchildren and they seem to want to be entertained the whole time. Um, whereas we, we made our own fun. We played our own games. We had go-kart races. Uh, we did a few naughty things like uh, pinch my dad's matches and light fires in the back garden and stuff like that. But um, we had a great childhood. It was lots of fun. Sounds fun. <laughs> do you have any brothers or sisters? I do. I have a brother who's five years older and he's a, a teacher at a college in Melbourne and I have a sister who's three years older and she is a nurse down at uh, the local hospital down here at Port Nolunga. What jobs did your parents do and is it true that your dad was an Olympic athlete? <laughs> it is true my dad was an Olympic athlete. Um, my dad only ever worked for one company and he worked for the South Australian Brewing Company um, which is a company that was Adelaide-based and he started there when he was a young kid and uh, ended up being one of the managers there and it uh, makes beer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's a, a beer company and one of his uh, jobs as he got older was to be a beer taster. So he'd drive all around the, the country, in uh, the countryside of South Australia and go to all the different pubs to, to sample the beer and uh, he loved his job and then he got into a managerial role and ended up hosting functions at the Grand Prix and, and doing all those things. Um, my mother, besides raising three children and running the household, because back then fathers didn't do very much about around the house, they did all the gardening and, and that sort of thing. The roles were very defined back in the 60s. Um, she worked at a clinic, a Flinders clinic on Seacombe Road and Diagonal Road as a um, uh, and a, a nurse assistant and secretary um, and before she was married she actually worked in the Adelaide Bank and back in those days if you got married you had to resign from your job so she worked as a single lady met my father they got married and she had to throw a job in which is pretty incredible 
Anyway, yep, Leon, my dad, he's 88 now and he was an Olympic runner. He ran in the 1956 Olympics in Melbourne and he ran at the MCG. You might have heard of that. They play lots of footy matches there. Mm. And his team, he was in the 4 by 400 relay. So each of his teammates had to run about one lap of the oval. That's the length. Um, so they did that four times and they got through to the semi-finals and the finals and they got second in the final. Um, the Americans beat them. So they got a silver medal, which he still has home somewhere, locked away. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Are there any other teachers in your family? Uh, my brother, my brother Dean, yes. He's a, he's a, a teacher at um, Scotch College in Melbourne. Mm. And the reason I became a teacher is because um, when he was at uni, I was only 13 and I liked his lifestyle. He went out a lot and he played lots of sport and had a fun time with all his uni friends and I thought, yeah, that sounds good. I think I might try teaching. So that's how I came to be a teacher. I wanted to be my, my brother. <laughs> what was your dream job as a kid? Well, like I said, I really didn't think about any job as such because my sister was studying nursing and I certainly didn't want to be a nurse. My brother was at uni and he was studying teaching, so that was that was kind of the path that I followed. Um, if I had my time again, I've loved teaching and I probably still would have been a teacher, but I may have tried something else as well. Um, maybe in the travel industry, because I like to go away on holidays a lot. Mm. When you were a kid, did you ever think that you would be a teacher when you grew up? Well, not until I became a teenager. I, I didn't think I'd be a teacher when I was in primary school. Like I said, I didn't really think about working. We, we, no one talked about that. We, we, didn't, we didn't think about what we wanted to do when we were, when we were little kids. And it was really only when I was a teenager and, and kind of followed in my brother's footsteps. What was the first job and what other jobs did you have before teaching? Oh, wow, I'll have to think about that one. Well, I remember my first job, I was 15. In fact, I wasn't quite 15 and I was down the beach with my girlfriends because we used to go down the beach a lot and swim in the summer. And um, I can't remember how I found out, but someone came down. There was no mobile phones back then, of course, and, and uh, everything was just telling people. I think one of my friends came to the beach, or maybe my brother or sister, and they said, there's a job going, Vicky, at the local supermarket. And uh, the supermarket isn't there anymore, but the place that's there in place of it is Faster Pasta at Brighton, and you might know that, opposite the big new Woolies. So I um, went home and, and got changed, and uh, I walked up and I said, uh, I'm here to, to apply for the job. As a, We used to call it a checkout chick. You probably can't mm. call them that anymore, but um, it was back in the day where you had a, an old-fashioned uh, checkout uh, till, and you would put the groceries through, and you'd have to remember what each of them cost and enter the number. And that was the job, so that I'd serve people. Um, there was no scanning or anything. And I had to do a, a test, which was adding up some numbers. And the man that interviewed asked me about my family, a bit similar to what you've just done. And he said, you've got the job. Come back next week and you can have a few hours um, each day during the summer holiday. So that was my first job. What else did I do? Oh, I used to umpire netball. Um, I used to clean fish tanks, which is a pretty crazy thing, but my mother, when she was at Flinders Clinic, they had a lot of fish tanks, and uh, uh, I said, well, I'll clean them, and I used to get $10 to clean the fish tanks. Um, 
I can't remember if I had any other jobs, paid jobs. I've done lots of volunteer jobs. And, oh, yes, I did. I worked, I ran, actually. I established the OSH Centre at St. Teresa's. Um, this was while I was studying um, at uni and you needed some money. So I had my job in the supermarket. I was cleaning the fish. I was umpiring netball. And um, they had a, an opening there because they wanted to start off an OSH at St. Teresa's, which is a little Catholic school around the corner from my house. And I happened to know the, the, um, the boss there, Roy Menner was his name. And uh, he, uh, he put this job out and, uh, and I applied for it. And they said, oh, we, we think that you might be overqualified, which means that you're, you're going to be a teacher, not, not necessarily just minding children. I said, I don't mind. I just want to, you know, work with kids and get some experience and, and get a bit of pocket money. So I was in charge of OSH and the vacation care. I was also a swimming instructor um, down at the beach at, uh, at Brighton. They used to have learned to swim in the holidays. So I did that. And also at um, it was Paul Higgs's swim centre on Marion Road. Did a bit of swimming um, coaching there. I'd forgotten about that. There you go. I've probably got others there too, but I can't remember any more at this stage. <laughs> Can you tell us about when you first started teaching and some of your experience before you came to Woodend? Okay, so when I first started teaching, um, you had to do your training, of course, and you'd go out to schools. And one of my teachers that taught us to be teachers was a lady called Mem Fox, and she went on to be an author, and I always remember her... Um, talking about the importance of reading to children and reading lots of interesting books. So she's really stuck in my mind, uh, Mem. That was at a school called Edwardstown Primary. That was my first interaction, I reckon, as a teacher. When I finished my training, when I finished uni, well, back then it was called Teachers College, um, I got a job at a new school and it was part of the Aberfoyle campus that is today. And I got a job at Hyson. Uh, which was one of the schools there, and then at Spence. Um, and I used to do work which was not permanent, and it's called a contract teacher. So you'd, you'd go around to schools and give your resume, and, and, uh, and hopefully you'd know somebody at the school and they'd recommend you. So I'd, I worked at those schools. I worked at Renella. I worked at Hallett Cove R, was actually only R10 back then, at uh, Seacliff Primary, um, Hallett Cove South. Uh, lots of schools around this area and then I applied to come here hmm. but sorry before here I actually had two years in the country because I didn't want to be a contract teacher anymore um, I wanted to be permanent so that I knew that I had you know a fortnightly wage and and I could save up to buy a house and all that sort of stuff so I applied to go to the country and uh, I, I got that job and uh, that made me permanent but I had to move to a little town called Coburn, which is on the border of South Australia and New South Wales. And uh, I taught in a country school that had about 15 kids. And we taught from kindy, so we had kindy kids attend, right up to high school kids. And uh, we'd have to write uh, lessons for each one of the children and learn about them and, and, uh, and, uh, and suit their, their needs. So that was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun in the outback and we'd go, you know, sheep shearing and flying in, in little planes and big barbecues and roo hunting and all of that sort of stuff. It was cool. You oh, have... and my student, sorry to interrupt Harry, my student, um, uh, Nick his name was, he used to drive, he was only about 10, but they all drove out in the bush. 
and uh, once he said, Miss Groovy, can we do a can we do an outside lesson? I said, sure. So he drove us on his property to a dam and we went yabbying. So that was our outside sort of education lesson for the day. It was oh. cool fun, yeah. <laughs> and then he drove us back to school again. <laughs> <laughs> you have been at Wooden since the day the school opened. Mm. Can you tell us a bit about that time? About the actual opening or what it was like to teach back then? Mm, both. Both. Well, it was a pretty big deal because Woodend was a, the first um, school to be built the way we, we built it. And we designed the school to actually be turned into an old folks home after 10 years. And that's how the houses became houses. They were designed with little kitchens, with bathrooms and toilets. And the idea was after 10 years, because they thought no one would live in this area anymore, they would be converted into homes for, for people to live. Um, but that, of course, never happened. It would just got bigger and bigger. We had about, I think, 35 kids, 40 kids to start with. And I was the reception teacher um, with Miss Cullen. Um, I had a reception one, I think. She might have had a year one, two. And Miss Lever was our other teacher, which is Sensei Vinyl's mum. It was fun. We used to do lots of fun things. Um, Miss Woolard was our principal. And uh, we had uh, one, one person working in the office, Mignon Herriman, and our um, library teacher, and that was Miss George, Lynn George. Um, yeah, we had a lot of fun. We worked very hard. We were here by about 6.37 every morning because we did things like help plant trees and we'd, we'd come on the weekend and, and mow the lawns and we'd weed the gardens and all of that stuff because we wanted our school to be, be fabulous. So we spent a lot of time developing the, the grounds and developing the, the school. We had a lot of fun. Um, and the school grew bigger and bigger and, and lots, of, lots of other kids came and obviously lots more teachers. Uh, we used to have assemblies down in what is now the hall and that was all opened and uh, it was a lunch shed. So we used to gather our three little classes there and, and have little assemblies and show each other their, our work. And um, We had a big opening when the school began. We had the Premier and the, um, lots of politicians and we did... Uh, very ceremonious things and it was a, a pretty big deal to to be part of a, a brand new school mm. but lots of fun lots of hard work what was the feeling like of working at a new school at the first day it opened well we weren't actually here on this site I don't know if you know that history but when we first developed Woodend um, there was nothing here of course it was an mm. empty block and this, the, the government had to rent some space off of Shido. So we had about three or four rooms over there, which is now, I think, the little um, centre next to the sand pit. So our school operated as Wood End School. We had our own uniform um, and our own kids, of course, but we were actually physically at Shido Park. And we used to have a big yellow school bus, and the kids would all line up here on Edward Beck. And... Uh, um, What's the teacher's name? Oh, Ashley. Ashley Carey, who's uh, an SSO, uh, her brother was one of the first students. And uh, they used to catch the bus every morning. We'd have to hop on the bus with them, go over to Shido, we'd do our teaching and then bring the kids back on the bus. That lasted about two terms, I reckon. And then at the, the summer of the following year, we had our first um, lessons in our buildings. So that was rooms one and two and three and four. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. It was good fun. Lots, lots of fun things and uh, lots of very important people would come and talk to us and, and take photos of the new school and the kids and yeah, it was, it was good times. Um, I remember in year three, I'm pretty sure, or was it year two, I remember seeing photos of 
the yellow school bus with ah. all the teachers lined up against it and the students. I think there's a photo somewhere. I'm not sure where that might be, but it used to be in the library. I'm not sure where it is, but that, that had every kid on the school that, uh, that went from uh, out the front here. And we planted those roses on the first, the first week too, the, the pink roses. We planted them <laughs> and pruned them. We know that the part of the school used to be a shopping centre. What was it like working here then and how did it come out to be a school? Yeah, yeah. well, we're actually in the, in the section, although this was a bit newer, but the main shopping centre that um, was here was where rooms 17 through to rooms where Kerry's office is. That was the shopping centre as such. We were still down in the street. Um, so we developed from room one, two, three and four. We'd um, uh, built all the houses down to room 10. Then we changed the, the, the library into the um, uh, where it is now because that used to be the office. We just grew too big for the space. We didn't have anywhere else to go. We did have some portable buildings which are, which are timber frame buildings which is where the garden is and I taught in those buildings. They're not even there yet. So the department gave us those buildings and uh, a few classes taught there for a few years but then we just had so many people and because the teachers were you know, we we were we we were good at our job, and and uh, people wanted to come to Woodend, so we had lots and lots of kids, and our numbers grew, our teachers grew, but we didn't have any space. So um, there were some discussions between the department, the education department, and the people that owned this shopping centre. Could could they buy it, or could they lease it to um, to put some classes in? So that happened. Um, I do remember though that there was a little bit of objection from some of the families because they didn't they didn't want there was going to be a pub a hotel built <laughs> in the in the um, next door to the the, the school um, once we moved in and they didn't want that so there was a lot of politics going on about who should be in this building and what was going to be built and and what not to build but the uh, the uh, old shopping centre was was fun because that was still here while we were in the in the houses, and we used to order our lunches because we never had a canteen. We'd order our lunches from the fish and chip shop, which was room, I reckon it was about room 23 and 24. So we'd send a kid over, and they'd get the the fish and chips. That's all they had. They only had hot chips for lunch, and um, and uh, get them delivered. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was good. There was a there was a hairdresser and and a doctor and all sorts of different different businesses here and a little um what's well, quite big actually a, a child uh, mining service an ELC um in the center of where the atrium is now that was all little kids playing in there so yeah that was an interesting time when we moved over thank you Miss Gregory for letting us interview you today hope you have a wonderful day thank you that was very good thank you very much for your time you're welcome <laughs>